0: Hi, I'm Roger Lemaitre, the President and CEO of UX Corporation. Uh, we are a Toronto Stock Exchange listed Uranium Junior company, one of the older ones in the space. We have a large resource base through our own direct assets and those we own through JCU. and We're an explorer that gives you an access to also a development angle, which is unique in the Uranium space, particularly in
1: the Roger, good to see you again. We, um, I think you caught up with one of our analysts in the middle of December, went through a slightly more technical interview. I thoroughly recommend to everyone they they go back and watch that. I think it was a good, good session you had with I think it was you and Chris, as well, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I want to talk to you about a little bit about last year, okay? And you know, less, lessons learned, moments, etc. But I'm more interested in what you're going to be doing this year in terms of you know controlling your your, your, your destiny. But we can't not talk about Kazakhstan for us, right? <laughs> What's your take on that?
0: Uh, I, when I look at Kazakhstan, I kind of look at it as neutral because it could go honestly one way or another. And even if it does go one way or another, uh, does it matter? And I think that's that's the way I look at Kazakhstan. What, what do you Kazakhstan, mean by that? What do you mean by
1: one way or another? What what are, the, what are the options on the oh, table? Uh,
0: you, you, if, I think it comes down to who ends up controlling the resources at the end. And if you look at the more recent group that was running things both at Kazat and Prom and in the ministry. That controls the uranium fields. I think you could argue that it may have a little more pro-Western slant or a more supply discipline slant. And predecessors were a little bit more about cash flow. And so the question is, which group? I know it's too early to say. Are supply discipline going to continue? And I think you know realistically, as a publicly traded company, now it probably does. You know, I'm not a subscriber to Kazakhstan has un un, uh, untapped. Vast potential yet to be brought to the market. Uh, so I don't think that the upside of growth is another 2x or 1x, it's a, it's a small percentage in growth. And yes, so I, I don't think it has a huge impact one way or the other, uh, to be fair, but I guess some people could argue that you know, maybe they're going to see a supply flood come into the market. So people could argue maybe it's even less that things will be disrupted and it's, it's too hard to say. And at the end of the day, I don't think it really matters.
1: And no one knows yet. I think like I've, I've been I've been on social media, watching, observing and you know, all sorts of, yeah, extreme views. Let's put it, like, put it like that. We don't know yet, so we'll have to see how that plays out. But I think obviously people got, have got excited, is, is fair to say across the board, about what it could mean um, for damage to the supply chain. I think that's what most people are focusing in on. Do you agree, do you agree with, is it going to damage the supply chain or is it, does ISR keep, does it keep flowing?
0: I don't think it's going to damage the supply chain. I can be very honest with you. It's, it, it's a resource laden country. They're dependent on resource exports. And whoever's in control, you're going to realize that. And they're going to make sure that that continues to happen. And uh, and I don't think that's, uh, I don't think they'll supply damage. supply. Is it possible? Well, absolutely possible, but I, I don't think so. I, I really think it's. Not going to make a big difference. But that's I'm a little bit different than most, I guess, that way.
1: Right. Okay. Like I said, we are going to focus on stuff that you you are in control of and that you want to be in control of. But um, I also talk about spot. obviously the spot physical uranium trust. They've been active today for another million pounds. Like I, I see, um, that's getting people excited. But it, it's an interesting one because we had John on the platform, the private platform uh, earlier. Um, I think it's beginning of December, and he was talking about the need for people to actually for him to access. Is ATM two and a half million billion bucks worth ATM? He needs people to be buying him <laughs> their stock. Uh, I think there was a slight disconnect with with that moment. Um I think it's like frustration from him um, about the lack of understanding. Um Million pounds good start to the year. Do you expect to see them continuing to um, to do that? Well, I think they'll continue to to exercise
0: whenever they can. But I do believe people are now a little more savvy as to when they're going to be in the market. So that there's. The volatility might not, it'll still be there, but I don't think it'll be as extreme as we saw in August, September, October. People really now, they know how the trigger is going to happen. And they know when to buy and when not to buy. I think. I think they're, they're a little more savvy that way. I don't know if that makes sense, but
1: yeah, yeah. There's uh, a pattern established that so I, I think that's fine. And then, thing. I mean, how long do you think again? The other moment people are looking forward to is the is the New York listing from them. You know, what, what's your thoughts on timing of that? Or does it matter? That's the the right. The, the New York listing for um, Sput.
0: Oh, I think it does matter. I think when you look at particularly in the Canadian uranium equity spaces. Uh, Particularly over the last 18 months, a lot of traffic's being driven south of the border in the United States. But Having that access to the U.S. is really important from a from a from a full, from a volume volume point of view. And I think if you look at some of our peers that trade in the states on the bigger boards like the U.S. We American, uh, in the last six months, I see that the volumes have tipped over to being mostly. American trading over Canadian trading. So yes, there's uh, I'd say in the Canadian equity markets or in North America, the American market is definitely more in tune with Uranium, uh, or I'd say 2-years ago that probably would have been the opposite. So I do think it's, I think it will be important, but I don't think it's going to try try to change the behaviour of the, the, the Uranium price the same way. There'll just be more volume.
1: Right. Okay. And if I look at one of your peers, one of the larger um, peers, um, they're they they're they're looking at this a New York listing, or they've, they've they've found a New York listing to be beneficial for them. Is that something that sort of tempts you? And what sort of size do you think you need to be before you even consider that? If you are indeed considering it. Oh, well, we certainly have had shareholders come to us say, "Are you looking at it?" And, and we are.
0: Uh, it's we're right in that weird spot that does it make sense? does it not make sense? You know uh, two, a $2 250 million dollar mark cap starts to make a lot more sense than it does if you're floating in that 2 200, 225 where we are right now. Uh, and you know probably some structural changes uh, in terms of that would be acquired as well We're very hesitant to to change the share structure right now. So we're investigating we just need to do a little bit more. Uh, will it matter in our stock as much? Uh it probably wouldn't hurt, but we're still we're days thinking that through Matt, to really be honest with you. I've I've downloaded all the documents to see what it would take, uh, which exchange makes the most sense. Um, but it doesn't mean we're gonna pull a trigger. It's it's a valuation.
1: Is it expensive? I mean, how much it cost to list and you know, how much does it cost to maintain? Uh
0: the it's surprisingly cheaper than I would have thought to to list. Uh probably very much on par with what it would cost in Canada. Um, it's probably more the compliance that's the more expensive option. Uh, and it's not, so it's, it's kind of like uh, they tell you when you buy a dog, right? The dog is expensive, but it's not as expensive as maintaining the dog, the vets, the food, everything else. Uh, I think it's kind of the same. Uh, the being SOX compliant is a lot more expensive. Uh, the SEC compliance is a little more rigorous. Um, I don't know if it's any better, but it certainly costs a lot more time with support staff and lawyers and such.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Okay. Well, like to do that, you're going to need to get busy, right? Because you you picked up the JCU assets or 50% of the JCU assets uh, last year. You haven't yet had time to prove up the value there. I don't think you've seen a reflection of that in, in the share price yet. So, what are you going to be doing? Because it's a particularly busy time of year, this time of year, but w- w- how are you laying out the, the roadmap ahead for that? Well, uh, we, when we last talked, I think we were saying that
0: 2022 is going to be uh, an increase in operational tempo. And that comes from two spots our own assets and the JCU assets. And so I think uh, since we last talked, I've been pleasantly surprised to see. Most of those JCU assets are partner-operated. In fact, all of them are partner-operated joint venture assets, and our joint venture partners uh, have proposed programs that we weren't expecting, which is a good thing. So we see two more drill programs happening this winter on JCU projects that we weren't anticipating when we talked last. So those projects are moving forward. Plus, the Wheeler River feasibility study that Denison announced back in late September, and that's continuing to go forward. And that the joint ventures proved the work through 2022. So those projects are going to be those three projects uh, of interest will be moving forward quickly. But our, I think what we're going to see uh, even more so is a bigger operational increase in UEX owned assets. So, you know, last year we spent $2.3, $2.4 million on exploration because when we set the budget the year before, the market was still at a pretty, pretty sticky spot. And we were focused on the JCU takeover. So we didn't raise money and go and say, we're going to ramp up summer expiration work. This year we'll be able, you know, we're right off the gun here. Uh, we're going to see a, about a fourfold increase in dollars in the ground, I would suspect uh, in 2022. Uh, focused on our core projects that we have control over at Shake or excuse me at Christie Lake and at Hidden Bay, uh, a few little bits and pieces of things here and there as well that so some maintenance work, but uh, and some some grassroots work that we're going to look at as
1: well. Right, so that's so, so that's nine what nine to ten million bucks allocated. Yeah, uh, I'd, I'd say closer to eight and a half. In a half. Okay, okay, okay. And we kind of you dug into some of that with, like say, the interview with our analyst. So we again, people, you know, going go look at that. Just on the JCU, the two, the two um, projects there. Can, can you put some numbers on that? You know, a, a, a two-year drill programs. It's kind of what you know, small juniors say when they, they, they're not really doing too much. So how much, how much is being allocated to that by your partners? How many meters? You know, when's it happening?
0: Yeah, so uh, most of the work will be happening over the winter, some of it will carry over into summer. So the bigger program will be at our Waterfound River project where they're looking to spend about two million dollars. A little bit of geophysics, but mostly drilling. There's a there's a hole out there that ran just a little over five percent, uh, over a couple of meters that was found back in the in the I think it was the late '80s if I don't recall correctly. And they've drilled some holes around it. They need to do to expand that horizon as well, but they're going to continue to work along the trend. So we're in on that project. The other one that they're going to work is a wooly. Uh, Wooly is the project that immediately balances to the north and a little bit to the west of uh, of um, the McLean Lake operation. It's a run property as well, uh, with Denison as a partner as well directly, and they're going to be doing a smaller program there, about eight hundred thousand. But like that project is very much like our Hidden Bay property, where a small amount of money gets you a lot of holes because you're looking at that generally much less than hundred meters of sandstone, if if any at all. And so eight hundred thousand in a hole probably would be. You know, I think they're looking at about 15, 16 holes.
1: Right. Okay. 16 holes. And then um, Willow River, again, give me some numbers. Mm-hmm. All bulk of it will be all
0: on the feasibility study and the engineering test work that will be done. So that's uh, they haven't announced a budget for that. And I don't want to get in trouble with our friends at JC or at uh, Denison. So, yes. Uh, and all that money is covered in our, in our existing cash within the JCU. Portfolio that we inherited when we bought JCU, so we don't have to put money out of pocket for JCU in 2022.
1: Right. So you know I, I want to say you, you're kind of strong on, on, on fundamentals and being conservative and doing things the right way, and your of back, background and training, you know, t- tells you. Well, I, I think you would like to say informs the way that you go about running a business, right? But you looking at some of your peers, they are hot and heavy on um, promotion and marketing and they they, they 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 talk a different way from you um aren't you gonna to have to do a little bit more of that this year you're very you, I think there's one thing that's thrown at you a lot is that you're too conservative that you're not taking advantage of the marketplace is that going to change or do you believe in your philosophy uh in between right. what I mean by that is is, is were you gonna go out and say tomorrow we're gonna
0: to turn and put a hat on and be completely off top promotional over top no Uh, But are we going to stand pat where we are? No, recently no, and our our view was, uh, has been over the last several years is if no one's really keen to really push the uranium market, why push hard? when and on and spend the money on IR when it has no value. And I think now people and, and and to be fair, we're a little late to the game only because of the JCU deal. And we were very quiet and kept things very quiet for a period of time because we we're going through that process. Uh, we didn't start to ramp things up, but now that we're spending a significant amount of money, I mean, just what are we doing? How are we doing it? Why are we doing it and the process by which we do things. And, and uh, I do, I do believe that, you know, the value in Uranium space is great if you're in the development road. Uh, you have that single project, it's very easy to understand, but you want to be invested in a new discovery process, and I think that's what we bring to the table. So we're going to be focusing, yeah, we're doing development work uh, that still you know, ramps up a couple of years down the road. Our, our story is going to be, what are we doing to make the next discoveries at the lowest risk end of the, por- uh, the profile?
1: Right. And do, and do you think people give you credit for discoveries? Because you've got a lot of—we've always said this from day one—you've got a lot of moving parts. You've got a big portfolio. You've got a bit more focus since, I, since we've been speaking over the past two and a half, three years, um, which, which, which is great. But do you think that the the amount of still amount of moving parts is confusing to people? They don't quite know where to look. They don't quite know where the real value is coming from. They don't quite understand the plan yet. I mean, how would you answer that? Or are you going to answer that this year? I hope so. I mean, we've been we've confused things a little bit
0: with the cobalt angle over the last couple we'll of years. We'll talk
1: about that in a minute. We'll definitely yeah, get to that. I would, <laughs> I would argue
0: our best target on the portfolio this year is following up Mike Lake, but because it's a cobalt target, we aren't going to do that because we our investors want us to focus on uranium. So we've listened and we're going to do that. Uh, and yes, I don't believe that people give us credit for the discoveries we've had. However, and we've made several over the last couple of years, but none of them have turned out to be the next Arrow or triple R yet. So yes, we need to do. That's what we need to do to to get that recognition. And I, we understand that. Um, then that's. But I do believe that our portfolio of, of those mid stage resource level assets give us that potential for a much lower cost.
1: Right. So, but how, but how do you create the value? That that's the bit. You know, that's the bit that yeah. you've you know, not. Is yeah. that, is that
0: all? Is it no, no? And, and it's, it's it's trying to exp- trying to explain this complex story to people that you know, yeah, okay, you can be here or you can be there in the space. We give you a little bit of everything, but we're going to focus on where we think the greatest value generation is, and that's new discovery on on higher end exploration projects. So that's our that's going to be the message we hear rest of us this year. That's what we're going to be spending the bulk of our money on this year, and that's what we'll be telling
1: people we're doing. The- okay. Okay, Yeah, because cause I, cause I, I think that people are looking t- for you to be really, really clear about where you think the good stuff is, where you think stuff which is okay, but um, you're not going to focus on it, but you'll either come yeah. back to it at some point down the line or you flip it out to someone. And again, some of your peers have flipped out assets which are non-core and other people are benefiting from being able to create some value from that. And are you gonna do a little bit more of that? Are you gonna get a little bit more creative with the way you create <laughs> values? What I'm what I'm what I'm saying is because you got a ton of projects, you can't get to all of them today, but there's a there's a whole slew of people coming in looking for uranium assets. I know we get approached, you know, weekly. On the topic, so what are you going to do? Oh, okay, I
0: did. I misunderstood where you were going with that. We definitely want to monetize our our earlier stage assets, and we've had talks with probably a dozen companies along the line. Uh, And I think it comes down to uh, two things. One is what are they willing to pay to get in, and two, can they operate? And what we're getting is a lot of people coming in who have a financial background and nothing wrong with that, saying that we want, I, I don't know how many people have told us they'd love to get our, our Hidden Bay project off our hands for, and they don't want to pay more than $500,000 for it anyway. Well, okay, I want a Maserati and I have a $20 bill in my pocket. Um, that's not going to happen, right? So it's about getting the right people involved. And we certainly have a lot, if someone wants to take a lower end project, that's great. I had one group say, hey, we're interested in a project, but you've got to have resources on it. Well and, and we want to pay uh, we want to we want you to own 5 of percent of a spin out company that does that. well that's not a realistic that's not a real deal. So we haven't had many people come to us with something that makes sense. We've had a couple we're continuing to work through those uh, to be fair and, and it's in, but it's still a long road because um, <clears throat> the assets they want are of course the assets that are most valuable in the company. So if you want to get rid of a core asset you got to pay the market rate for a core asset and uh, and not that we would be willing to part with a core asset but at least yeah, at least the core
1: value of the asset. So but, 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 but you I know the you know the model, But the different models out there right um you, you know Roger mm-hmm. is you know sometimes you it's better for you to kind of offload one of your better assets, but at least someone's if they've got access, one if they can operate, and two they've got access to capital, and two they can they can create a story in the market. The and you can get a good deal in terms of what you you can retain. Um, well, not it's not just cash, but it's also potential future value. That would make sense to you. So, you know, in terms of the conversations internally, that the arbitrage between, well, crikey, it could be awesome, you know, for us, if we wait five years when we get through these other three projects that are ahead of it. How how do you think about that? Because again, you've been quiet in the market, you've explained why, um, and you're you're not kind of sharing the the thought process and maybe you can't because it's part of your, the negotiations—you're not going to give away your negotiating stance to to others in markets. How are you looking? What can you say about what we can expect to see from you this year, which is different from what's gone before? Oh, I think one movement of assets is definitely high on
0: our list this year. Okay, absolutely, positively, uh, and I don't think there's an asset on our books that we wouldn't consider moving at the right, but it has to be the right deal, and. I think what you're seeing with new capital in the space, and there's nothing wrong. But I remember watching this happen back in 2005 and six. You know, I I I had a company come up to me. They're still around. Um, they picked up a bunch of state ground about 5 kilometers away from MacArthur River and said, hey, we'd love to do an, a joint venture deal with you in MacArthur River and you're going, well, you do realize that's a world-class mine that we've been operating for 10-15 years now. And you're trying to take us on land that's set idle. And then those kind of deals, I mean, they're unrealistic. They don't work. A lot of the new capital coming into the space, not yet aware of what the value of the higher end assets might be. So if you want to come out and buy our Shea Creek asset. Uh, it's not up for sale for 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 a couple hundred thousand dollars. I mean, it's just not realistic. Um, but our early end projects, absolutely, we want to partner up with that. I think that the challenge has been finding the right groups that want to do that. We have a couple we're talking with. and I won't talk about who they are, uh, but we do want to move. We do want to move more of those projects. It's just more of a question of of uh, a lot of people kicking tires. But when the, when the, when the price tag. Comes up, this is what it's going to cost. They like, yeah, I'm not interested. And um, it, and not a lot of money and operators. I could see there's probably three groups out there that have money and operating capacity
1: in the basin right now. Right. Okay. Yeah. I think we spent a couple. Um, okay. That, that, that's interesting. See, so you, you're not going to sell it into a promotional team. It's got to be. They've got to be real. They, they, they've got to have operating skill and, and, and the capital. But you see, so you're, you're talking the story of right. Hey, I'm going. To, we're going to offload, or we're to, we're we're already started a process. We are going to offload more of our portfolio at the for the right deal, etc. get it. Why should people believe you when you haven't been able to offload the Cobalt deal? Well, I'm going to come to you and say, hey, Matt. Uh, we're we're we've, we've approached
0: everybody about the cobalt opportunity that we can, and all we're looking for are people who want to to help Grubstake the pro- opportunity to get it going, and quite frankly, everyone coming to us about uranium, 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 and I get that. So yes, I understand cynical, the people being cynical. The price of cobalt's back where it was when we first started down the cobalt track, and what's really surprised me in the last four months is the complete lack of interest from an investor point of view in cobalt. And I, I mean, everyone's talking lithium. I get that, but man, if you, I'll talk to—I've talked to probably in the, in the last month five or six bankers saying, "Hey, bring me X dollars," and someone who's interested, and we can even operate it for you. Just bring it to us, and we'll get going. And they go, "Yeah, yeah, really interested," uh, but we really got somebody who wants to talk to you about a uranium property. <sighs> okay but I really want to move the cobalt process. And it's just, it's, uh, it's interesting. We've talked to all the biggest players in the space that we can, that are interested. Um, I think really, um, it, I think some of the bigger players just want to see a little more scale and we need to drill some more holes by Michael Lake to make that happen. So, and we're not doing that this year. So, but it doesn't mean we can't do a deal, but I, I don't know what to tell you other than the right opportunities haven't popped up on the cobalt space. In fact, none have popped up, despite the fact we've put out the hey, op, op, available for sale, available for partnership, shingled, and haven't had anyone come to us. So if you're someone out there in your space that wants to invest in a cobalt, be like, oh, we're really keen to make it move forward. And we don't need we don't need we don't need an operating team. In fact, quite the opposite. I think we'd like to stay involved. Okay, I'll talk to you. We'll
1: have a chat. <laughs> Um, Yeah, it's an interesting time for for cobalt. We're we're investing in cobalt um, for for for, for sure, and I I, you know we we talk to the industry, and we can sort of see that uh, you know the OEMs, the automotive guys, are clamouring to nail down uh, x DRC supply, ethical supply uh, chain. Um, and they are looking 5, 10, 15-years out. It's an it's, it's interesting space for you, but that's what surprises me. So You're saying you're not going to invest any money in it this year, That's not in the plans? Be really clear. I right? do. My, I, I have, I have just crying over here because we're not, um, and
0: me included but it's just, it's just not the right thing for us to do in the Uranium space vehicle right now, especially after buying JSU and doubling down on the Uranium space. So yes, we do, want to, we do want to move it. It's just, you name the group, we've probably talked to them. And I think a lot of people don't think that we've been active on it. We have been very active. We just haven't. It surprised me the lack of, when you look at the interest that was around in 2017 when the price was here, it is as it is today, it was, it was bedlam. And here you talk about cobalt and you hear the crickets in the background when you say the word. And,
1: uh, it's is it just, is it it's interesting. is the problem? Is just fundamentally not a good, a, a good enough project.
0: Uh, it's uh, people may see it that way. Uh, we look at it as okay. If we double what we have now, it starts to get very very interesting. But it's the first of in a satellite spoke kind of uh, model, and you know I, I I draw the Athabasca analog to it and go. What were the first two uranium deposits found in the Athabasca Basin? Uh, it was the one of the zones at Clough Lake. Which worked out to be about 20 million pounds, and uh, the Rabbit Lake deposit, which worked out being 35 million pounds, is very small by today's standards, than some of the smaller uh, hydrothermal systems in the basin. And you go, what happens when you start looking at these bigger ones? Do you get bigger deposits than that? And I think it's very likely. Uh, you didn't find the monster first in the uranium space, and we're looking in the same sort of environments. So I think we, we, we've identified other opportunities that are not in our portfolio that we'd love to get our hands on as well, um, but that's a Cobalt vehicle problem, not a UX vehicle problem in our opinion right now.
1: Okay, so so you're you're clear on that and you've spoken to, you believe everyone, so it's going to become your problem to solve. You're going to, need to spend the money on it. It's not going to be this year. That's clear. How much do you think it will need to be spent on it? I say, and that's a very open question because it depends what you find, but to show the scale that people are asking you for or saying in the conversations that you're having about this one, is it well, two I, million, I think- five million? What? What are we looking at? I
0: think you're in between, dead dead in between. Actually, when we know we know what we need to spend to prove up what we have at Michael Lake, and probably test the next two targets on the West Bear property that are analogous to the same Michael Lake target. So yes, we think it's about a three to three and a half million dollar problem to sit there and say, yeah, we've we're in the we're in a situation where we can produce up to 1% of the market over a decade if, uh, on a resource basis, which is kind of our target.
1: Okay, so if we look at, you look at and we'll come back to that, um, so I'm looking at the Uranium market for this projections for this year. We, we've got some, we've got the crazy numbers, crazy high numbers, and we've kind of got the uh, yeah, industry uh, bodies talking about, you know, the, you know, spot price for whatever that's worth. Um, you know, it's still sub-50 at the end, of the end of this year still sub 50 then in 2023 um but then we have got all this kind of activity with with um you know sp- spurt etc and we've t- we've had talk of uh RFUs being uh, issued some even being signed um below you know the the 50 mark 50ish five handle as they used to say um what what would need to happen to your Share price, what would need to happen to your your, your market cap for you to go out to the market and raise a big chunk of money? I know you've just done two and a half million of flow through, but but it, it's I'm not even sure why you did that. Why, why did you do that? Let's start with that question actually. First the first question was we looked out and said, okay, what do we need to do to meet our
0: needs for next year on an expiration basis? And could we have raised seven, ten? Absolutely. But we right around the time that we wanted to set budgets, and you know, the biggest driver would be. Um, trying to get what surprised us last summer more than anything else stepping backwards was how hard it was to get drilling contractors and, and contractors to help us out with gold having boomed previously and raised an awful lot of money. Uh, we struggled to get, I mean, we, we were actually two months delayed getting in the field because we couldn't get our contractor who we had under contract to go to supply us with people. And so you sit there and go, okay, if you want to tie these people up, you got to tie them up In November, December, you don't want to wait till the new year. Um, We better, and and we were very uncomfortable for signing a contract for a drill commitment than not having the money in pocket to make sure we had what we needed. So we did our analysis, said, okay, what do we need to get through the end of next year? And said, well, what do we need? We saw the price rate or price the stock moving backwards, Uh, and so we said, well, let's not go full bore and raise more than we need. This is what we need. Let's just get what we need. We did it very cheaply because it was a direct, uh, we didn't have any fees running tied to it because it was direct with two, two of the funds that have been with us for, gosh, a um, decade or more. And said, okay, that's what we need flow through wise. We don't need any hard dollars right now. That's enough. No dilute stockholders anymore. And it will let us do what we want to do.
1: Okay, so you're, 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 you're topping things up. So back to the main question, which was what what would need to happen for you to go and raise a big chunk of money and perhaps. Perhaps allocate some of that to uh, the the, the asset to, you know, move uh-huh. Michael Lake resource forward. This three and a half million bucks. I'm sure I'm, these these are hypotheticals, what ifs, scenarios. Yeah, no, no sure, absolutely. I, I think two things
0: can happen. In the price one is in our control and one is not. Right. So go out and make a discovery. First couple of holes into something new, uh, of course, it's going to drive investor interest. But I do think the price of uranium has to start pushing fifty dollars before, quite frankly, people start to believe. And I don't think it's going to. You know, I think there's a lot of a lot of questions we get from investors is, you know, what's all going to come on board when it hits fifty bucks? So, uh, is it going to scream through fifty to seventy like it did in two thousand and six? Probably not. Uh, it could maybe not, but. Getting us to a floor price in and around fifty probably creates a lot of interest because it brings, you know, particularly for the Athabasca companies, that's the price range where things are really become economic and robust. That's your MacArthur River restart. That's your your Millennium and and, and our Horseshoe Raven sort of thing comes on, on stream. That makes a good profit margin for, it gives an investor margin for for Arrow and Triple R and and Denison's projects. And so, yes, but it doesn't necessarily open the door to a bunch of other projects around the world that are probably looking for 60
1: $70. Yeah. Lot, that, that's a probably a sweet spot for us. A lot of a lot of them, good. but 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 like th- that's talking that's talking about you know market conditions. I want to talk about the stuff, which is like a big part of this. The momentum will be a big part of the investment thesis for uranium th- this this year for sure. And there are a few tailwinds there, which which but being being a major one of them. But have you had the conversation internally and say just thought about look if. X happens, let's go and raise a big chunk of change. Let's take advantage of the market and that situation um, and not have a set time. You've got, you've got to react quite quickly in those scenarios. And if so, what would you be applying it to? Because you're you, you funded for your drill programs this year. That's mm-hmm. fine. But moving Michael Lake forward could could be meaningful for you. And if it's only three and a half million bucks, why don't you just, yep. I mean, there must be a plan for that?
0: Oh, for sure. And I think when, when I look at there and say, uh, when we want to be able to set it free, so, it's not just doing the work, it's setting it free. So, we've done all the work we need technically to set it free when the time is right. So, you know, four or five million dollars there probably sets it free and lets it run for a year. And so, I think that would be one of the things that we would do. Uh, and the other one would be probably even looking back at some of our own assets and saying, okay, um, we can't get the right deal, but maybe we can find the right people to help us in setting some of those free as well.
1: Okay. Well, like, is that like it? yeah, yeah, it does. Like, I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to venture too far into the hypothetical situation. I'm just, I'm just wondering about the, the thought process, the conversations, the debates, the arbitrage, uh, you know, um, in, in between all of these. Those are those are the things we've been thinking.
0: If we want to set together a, a smaller portfolio of of uranium exploration projects, I mean, we've been told. I mean, I'm not saying this is going to happen because that's that's the challenge. But uh, we've been told in the past, even before I came here, there's enough to split the company into three pieces that would be viable. Um, I would like, if we're going to do, uh, uh, spin out some of the, the, the assets that are at grassroots level, you know, this is probably the year that you can do it. Cause you can raise the money and, and get enough. You have to have enough money to be able to, to, to position for a success, not just raise up money to get it floating and then see the market collapse. Got to be able to live through the next, you know, 20, 18 months or so or more to 24 months to be able to give it a shot. So, yes, those would be things we would consider.
1: Do you think you're still the right guy to run the company? For where we are right now and what
0: we're trying to do, yes, I do believe so. If we were to become the next uh, big Uranium producer, there's probably someone better.
1: Okay. So, what are we going to see from you and, therefore, the the company this year? Give me the summary. We've had a good conversation. What should people be looking for? You're going to be looking for more results talked about by
0: us and us spending a much more active time being everywhere we can. And it's popping up everywhere to get the message out about what we're doing. Uh, We do believe when the market is hotter, we should be more active. And we've been delayed on that, like I said, because of the JCU thing. Uh, But yes, spend money when people want to actually hear the message and spend time and effort doing it. And that's what we'll be doing.